0: follow us on apple podcasts or anywhere else you listen this is utah weekly forum a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help here's your host rebecca cressman
1: Hi, it is Rebecca, and I am so glad to be able to introduce to you Christy Summerhays. Uh, She is an actress, but she's also the director of The Forgotten Carols. Christy, thank you so much for taking time. It's a busy time for The Forgotten Carols right now, isn't it?
2: It sure is. We are we're getting ready for a big tour this year.
1: Yeah, and when we say big tour, this mm-hmm. is that live, spectacular mm-hmm. stage presentation of mm-hmm. the musical, The Forgotten Carols. And I was looking at some of the cities, and you, maybe you've got them memorized. I remember as I was looking coming up, and I'm thinking Ogden, Tooele, Salt Lake City, and Orem, and I'm forgetting a location mm-hmm. beyond St. George. Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, we go all the way down to uh, to Arizona. We're going to do two shows in in uh, two, two different cities in Arizona. So, that is terrific. Yeah, we, we're going to go up to Washington State. We're going to go up to uh, Spokane. And, and we have about, I think, four cities we're doing in Idaho this year. So. Wow.
1: So when does the musical begin its tour?
2: We begin, uh, well, well, we will be doing kind of a preview performance in um, Heber City, uh, which will be Monday night, this coming Monday. And then we head up to Boise and we'll do a show before Thanksgiving,
1: Wow. So this is definitely going to be wrapped right around yes. the holiday season for yes. us. Now, I, um, when I talk about the Forgotten Carol, sometimes my assumption is everyone's familiar with this because it has been, uh, I think 31 years now, a, a tradition to bring this musical to the stage. Uh, but the truth is our cities have, it welcomes thousands and thousands of new people have moved in. And so I want to kind of from that vantage point share a bit about the Forgotten Carols. And why it has become such a beloved tradition for people to come and attend, especially during the holidays, when we are looking and seeking for something that unifies us Mm -hmm. and reminds us of um, the meaning behind uh, the Christmas holiday. So from your perspective, um, as the director, tell us a bit about the arc of the story of The Forgotten Carols.
2: Well, it's it's kind of a redemption story, which I think everybody loves, you know, <laughs> and and a Christmas redemption story is even better, right? Yes. Some somebody who is who is lost and uh, lives life in sort of a fearful place, which I think many of us, you know, the last few years we've we've had a little bit more of that, maybe in our lives, and so um, you know, last year and the year before, when we thought, can we even do this? You would talk to people, and they would say, "You know, we need this more than ever. <laughs> we need some a, a story of hope, and a story that says there's nothing to be afraid of. Ultimately, we're all going to be okay. We're all looked after, and we look after each other. And um, on top of this, you know, this beautiful story of this of this woman, Constance, her her journey, is you know Michael McLean's amazing music."
1: Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I met him the first time I h- had a chance to interview him was maybe 25 years ago. Mm. And the ability that he has to tell the human story through song uh, and through stage is just, I'll use the term genius or, or, or brilliant. It's um, it's it's always compassionate. But the one thing also I should share with Michael McLean, for those of you who've seen, well, said, I've already seen The Forgotten Carols. There's always changes that are made. And during the pandemic, you know, actually there was a video, right? It was a a film version of Forgotten Carols that was made. And that was in itself a work of art. It it was,
2: it was. We, we, uh, in 2020, we thought, well, we, we, we can't go on tour. We can't do a live performance. What can we do? And so we decided, you know, we all figured out how to do it safely, did all the protocols, got our tests, put our masks on, and went down to Cedar City, Utah, where the Shakespeare Festival had basically been canceled. And they were welcoming anybody who would come, you know. Come use, be on stage exactly, and use our facilities. Exactly. Yes. So we we put it together. We got five cameras. We, we made a movie. And it ended up uh, airing in, I think, 70 different movie theaters regionally um, around the country. I think that there were some that went kind of farther out than just our region. But anyway, that was a real... Um, you know, that was a joy and, uh, you know, especially to do it in 2020 when, <laughs> when it was like, oh, we, we can't do it, especially as performers, live performers really struggled.
1: Well, and I know that um, for those of us whose lives are always intertwined with live stage entertainment, whether it's concert productions or musical productions, um, you know, our radio stations are absolutely hand in hand with these. Um, we knew and could see firsthand just how the curtains were drawn. And stages were empty Mm -hmm. and incredible actors and actresses and incredible vocalists and groups, their livelihood and what gives them passion and joy was stopped. And we, uh, to me, I thought there was such a loss to us who are the ones who get to watch and absorb it because there's something so unifying about theater. But yes. For a minute, the lights go down, and we're all experiencing this at the same time.
2: And for those who um, are who know Michael McLean and his style and his personality, and what he, he is particularly gifted at, that like you said, he's kind of a genius yeah. with how he connects with an audience, and that's why for for so many people, Forgotten Carols has become a family tradition, a Christmas tradition, just like. You know, the, the um, Christmas story or, or the sure. nutcracker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we, we actually would have families come through to say hi to us and, you know, say, this is our 20th year coming here Isn't as a that family. great? Yes.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. the kids grow up with that and then they have kids. Yes. And they want to share that with us as well. Mm-hmm. So the story, as, as you kind of, um, painted a bit, Constance, um I love her name by the way and mm-hmm. some of the meaning that is there. Right. Um we're going to follow her as she learns and meets somebody mm-hmm. who will guide her mm-hmm. kind of through um the discovery. I'm I'm being kind of vague. Yes, it's kind I, of it's heard- kind
2: of the Christmas story. I mean, he's someone who claims to have lived for 2000 years, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah. he's never died. And he claims to have been there when, to have witnessed when right? Jesus was born, and you know all of that and and to talk to people well he talked he wasn't i don 't think he was there, but he talked to people who were there, like the shepherds who were afraid and and the innkeeper who turned them away. so what Michael did is he took these kind of peripheral characters in the Christmas story and looked at it from their point of view, mm. so you get Christmas songs that just have a have a completely different perspective that you've never thought about before. And
1: if you haven't seen the Forgotten Carols or if you haven't purchased one of its soundtracks, uh, there is a song that is the innkeeper's, one of the carols that the innkeeper sings called Let Him In, right? Right. And um, of course, there's, there's double meaning, mm-hmm. right? It's the innkeeper who says, well, he lost the opportunity to let him in. Mm-hmm. And right. then all of us, can see ourselves in the role of innkeeper mm-hmm. and whether it's letting in the, the Christ child or letting in something else into yeah. our life.
2: And letting letting somebody in need in, mm-hmm. you know. Yes.
1: So, that.
2: yeah, just beautiful little little messages like that
1: throughout. Tell us about the cast and, and who's involved this year. I know I kind of from the beginning said she's playing one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Who is Lillian Chamberlain?
2: Lillian Chamberlain is the mother of Constance, our main character. and I appear in flashback form um, in her memories. And she had she had a bit of a difficult childhood and her mother was very sick and so she she learned to kind of, you know harden up a little bit against against pain and and um, and so I played that part. When I first started working with the show, I played about five different roles. Because it used to be just Michael on the stage. That's right. It started out with just yes. Michael playing the roles, all of them. Yes, and he would or he would describe people. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, a female singer who he usually had with him. It was Katie Thompson toured with him for a long time, but it was just the two of them with a the piano on the stage and some props and that sort of thing. And then Michael's son, Scott, who's a brilliant actor and writer, said, "Dad, we should make this into like a real play." And talked him into it. And so they did it. And that's when I knew Scott because we were both actors and I was a director and I had cast him in something. Anyway, so he called me and said, hey, I need an actor who's versatile, who can run around and play all these parts. And, <laughs> and I, that's you. Oh, that was me. And so I did that for, for I think, six or seven years with the with the company. And then I had worked with Michael McLean on another one of his pieces as a director. And he said... You know, I really liked working with you, and we want to update the Forgotten Carols. Do you want to come in and direct and help us update the show? And that's when I got involved. And that's when we cast Adrian Swenson. We needed a new Connie Lou. So things were kind of being shaken up anyway, Sure. So I got involved as a director and we cast Adrian Swenson as Connie Lou. and uh, and she's wonderful and she'll be back this year luckily because she's, she's very so, busy so
1: lucky to see that talent right on the stage here mm-hmm. oh she's
2: amazing she really is and she's wonderful to work with i mean one of the one of the joys of doing this is that i get to be part of what the audience experiences in that it's kind of a family reunion for some people, it's their big family Christmas thing that they do, you know. And um, and when I get together with this cast, and this is the same cast we've had for uh, uh, two years, so um, so we know each other very well, and the audience knows us, and we know them, and um, they're just they're just a terrific bunch, and they come from all over the place. Uh, Gilly Goetz lives in New York City. And uh, comes every year to do it, and people love him. He's Dr. Halifax. He's a he's a favorite. He's kind of a comic relief <laughs> sort of character. Um, and Kyle Olson, who just has a an extraordinarily gorgeous voice, and he's Michael loves to hear singers like this mm-hmm. sing his songs because you know Michael he'll sit at the piano and sing a little bit, and he's very musical and 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 all of that. But he he doesn't have you know a a. His voice is not,
1: you know... He's told me about Kyle before. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I think oh, maybe a year and a half ago, I, w- I was interviewing Michael uh, uh-huh. and M- McLean, and, <clears throat> and he mentioned Kyle. And he said, "It's that." F-, I wish I could remember his wording, but it was almost like when his when he begins to seeing you, everything stops because oh, it's, it's just so strikingly beautiful. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's so beautiful. So, so that's uh, and and people know who he is, who have heard him. Now. Oh, Kyle's coming back. Oh, good. So, so he will be back this year. Uh, And then Michael's good friend, Michael Young, who was with us last year, um, will be coming back to play the John character. Which is the
1: role that Michael McClain
2: Yeah, so Michael mm -hmm. used to play sort of a narrator slash John Mm -hmm. character. And uh, so last year we split those two parts up because Michael has been having some health problems. And he said, I don't know if I can, if I have the energy for both. And I said, well, why don't we bring Michael Young in? Because he had been involved with the show back east. He had done a production in the south. And he and Michael have been friends for, I don't know, 30 years or more. And, and he loves, Michael Young loves the show, believes in it. And, I, and he's great. He's, he's wonderful. I mean, he's had a huge career in the entertainment business. And we're really, really lucky to have him. He's, he, and he fits this part Absolutely perfectly. So we did that last year. We had Michael McLean played the narrator, and Michael Young. It was a little hard in rehearsals, like Michael, move here. Oh wait, <laughs> Michael McLean, <laughs> Michael Y, Michael M, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but but so we split it up, and and Michael Young, and they had so much fun together. It was so, so fun to watch the two of them on stage together and off stage. Just those those longtime friendships that mm. we have. And so Michael's health is his. You know, he's he's um, he's having kidney, you know, issues, and he talks openly about this. So I don't think he'll mind if
1: I mention it. But I think he sees a lot of people who attend his plays and listen to his music as family. Oh, he does. He's, everyone is a part of Michael's Absolutely. family and circle. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. So the fact that. He said, you know, I'm just not well enough. Then we figured out a way to do it last year and still have his presence. We figured out a way to do it this year and still have his presence. It's different than last year. But he will have, you know, a special message for people because he loves his audiences. Mm-hmm. You know, he just loves them. And they know it. And that comes through. I
1: think I remember um, seeing, I was talking about one of the first ones I saw. So what was it, like 20, 25 years ago? And and it was uh, up in Logan, and uh i was just kind of remembering that at the end of the production we were all holding hands yes everybody in the audience mm-hmm. and it was the first time that i really saw that the brilliance um of how to bring strangers together mm-hmm. in in this experience we're not just watching this we're we're all kind of uh, experiencing this part together, yeah, part right. of the play, right? Was part just, of a
2: mm-hmm. part of a larger thing. Now, know? the title,
1: "The Forgotten Carols," mm-hmm. that ties into what you were saying is that the story brings to life the thoughts and feelings and songs of the characters who are less commonly brought to life in plays about the birth of Jesus Christ, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So these are the the Shepherds who saw the who
2: saw the angel and they said, you know, we're sore afraid. So they have a no, oh actually it was a uh, it's a shepherd who fell asleep and missed the angel. Oh. That's what it is. <laughs> I think we can So up. it has some fun, you know, he plays with he plays with it. But he always has a way. Michael always have, has had a way of looking at stories from a different point of view. And and that's what makes this really fun is it's his very particular point of view and voice you know
1: tell let's uh can you share with us a bit i know you've got a lot of shows but those that are in the utah area uh, from ogden down to almost saint george what type of venues are we talking about audiences that have a couple hundred or what what, what are the sizes of, of the audience because that so they, also kind of changes the, the experience yeah. for people too. yeah it
2: does so the venues vary depending on where we are he started out just kind of putting some props in the trunk of his car and driving around to these little towns and putting <laughs> – I mean, it was just like a traveling little, yeah. you know, actor kind of thing, uh, songwriter in his case. But, um, but now, I mean, we play stadiums. We play a stadium in Ogden and Orem. And we you know, we we do it uh, we fill half of it, so it's more of a proscenium stage so we don't So will it be outdoors? No it's not it's not outdoors. It's like the basketball. Okay great stadium. Um, and then the tradition became Cottonwood High School in, in Salt Lake because it was one of the few places that had enough seats. Yes. And it's a, yeah, it's actually kind of a nice venue. It's a mm-hmm. really beautiful mm-hmm. place and the parking is easy and things like that. We were possibly going to have to move it this year because they were doing construction there. So we were thinking of going to Kingsbury Hall, but we thought, oh, parking and it's just become a tradition too. And, and in St. George, we're at, I think it's the, the, um, the theater at the university there
0: okay. in St.
2: George. And so we play all kinds of different places, most of them because so many people want to come are our bigger venues. It, and I think we're going to a, a little bit of a smaller town called Sholo in Arizona. Isn't that a fun name? Yes. Sholo. And I think it might be, you know, it sounds a little
1: indigenous. Bit of a, I'm
2: like S H O. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm not sure. Somebody said, I think it has something to do with cards. And like you're showing your low hand or
1: something <laughs> Oh no. In fact, you know what's interesting today? You you know, I I was these many years old when I learned this that the word low meant pay attention to this or kind oh, of yes. like look. look. So when you see these like mm-hmm. low upon the hills, yes, the light came look. in and I thought all those years I've read low and never thought, what does that mean? Yeah. I just read low. Yeah. <laughs> right, I know. That's how it is, isn't it? We're it too. is. It's going Except to, well, but, but mm-hmm. as you mentioned, this is a family tradition. And, it is. Um, and, but I'll also share, there was an event where my husband was not, not feeling well. The kids were busy. And I just felt the need to go see the Forgotten Carols and went by myself. Oh, sure. And it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. So yes, it is one of these traditional things that you will, you walk in. Life is hectic. Holidays are hectic. It's cold and it's dark. There's a lot of emotions that comes with holiday time, both mm-hmm. beautiful and some melancholic mm-hmm. uh, as well. But then time stops for a bit and you leave the theater just feeling um, uh, kind of like spiritually and emotionally fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we need to seek out those moments, Right. I Find think it. we do.
2: And I think that that is one of the very special things about this show. People I know who don't usually go to shows like this will talk to me and say, OK, you got me. <laughs> I felt it. And I think, oh, this is why we do this. You know, this is why it's, it's just bringing light into like you say it. I mean, Christmas makes makes winter a little bit more bearable, but it is it's kind of dark mm-hmm. and it's kind of cold and. Um, but it just it does. It just has a spirit like no other. And you'll just you cannot help it. It it, it melts the hardest of hearts. It really does. Yeah. So and you're right, like, we have people from every walk of life who come one, one year, this, this giant man walked into the lobby when I was there. And he he just was maybe six, five, and like, just a mountain of a man. And he was a truck driver. Mm. And he said, I don't go to any musicals. I don't go to the theater. But as soon as December 1st starts, I put the Forgotten Carol CD in my truck, and I don't listen to anything else. And I come to this every year. Wow. And it was beautiful. And he had a story surrounding it, how Mm -hmm. it saved his life. These songs, when he was going through something very Mm -hmm. difficult, lifted him up. And this is not the only
1: time we hear these things.
2: You know, it's just got... Some kind of magic to it.
1: Well, and and you know, I am not a musician. If I sing, it's going to be part of a choir. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe hopefully six, eight, ten people will be there as well. Helping you out, uh, yeah, helping <laughs> me out. Just leave me the mm-hmm. a, you know, or, or or whatever it may be. But um, I believe that art is a seventh sense there is something that combines the elements and it moves us Mm -hmm. and it speaks to us in ways that kind of like nature does and it's not just the smell of the evergreen and the peace and the quiet there is something transcendent or transformative about art like this especially when it's immersive which musicals and uh, stages are now we have just a few minutes together for those who just joined me this is the wonderful Christy Summerhays when you go see The Forgotten Carols, you're going to say, that's Lillian Chamberlain. I heard the interview. She's playing the mother mm. of Constance, Constance. and okay. and The Forgotten Carols. Um, is there anything else to share with us in terms of, I, I was nervous that um, people, that the tickets would sell out. So where, mm. where can we go to get tickets? How soon should we buy them? Because the show is basically starting on the road anytime.
2: It is. We're starting next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to... Forgottencarols.com to get tickets and um, yes I would get them sooner than later <laughs> for instance I just got a, a text today from one of our producers saying oh our preview in Heber is sold out because it's a it's a paid preview you can mm-hmm. come and you know pay less and get to see it's sold out so if anybody wanted a a, a relative to come let me know right now because I want to get rid of the seats so so things are are selling there's still some tickets left so <clears> okay <throat> so you can you can get a ticket online and again
1: we're talking about um, Orem Willa, mm-hmm. Salt Lake, I think Ogden. Ogden Ryan, and Logan. And Logan. So look for those venues near you and uh, ForgottenCarols.com, right? Yes. Don't forget because the show is on the road. The Forgotten Carols, created by the genius and beloved friend of so many people in this community and state and in the world, Michael McClain. And uh, to get more information, you can always email me, too. It's Rebecca at FM100.com. Christy, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca.
0: Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
1: Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought,